WKHWK Studios in Norfolk, Nebraska. It's time for Hawk Takes on 1017 The Nest. We talked a lot, about, a lot, a lot about a lot. lot. We have talked for about two hours, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> talked about a lot. It's typical around this time. I know. It's kind of weird. With Kelsey Bigelow, Caleb Zamora, Trevor Dampster, and now your host, Sam Knoll. Welcome you in to the sports show. Here today, welcoming into Hawk Takes, Sam Noll, Kelsey Bigelow, Caleb Zamora, and Trevor Dempster alongside you here today over Facebook, but also the airwaves of 1017 The Nest. Our number one of Hawk Takes is brought to you by the Northeast Drafting Program. A new mechanical drafting major is now available, and students will learn 3D solid modeling, 3D printing, and more. For more information, contact Lynette Fry at Lynette at northeast.edu. We also got a poll question up for you today. It's, uh, do you guys believe the hype of the XFL? Are you hyped for the XFL? Today's poll's question is brought to you in part by the Early Childhood Club. The Early Childhood Bake Sale is coming up on February 12th and 13th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the Agonite Health Building. All items are just $1. Funds will help uh, with the educational field of study. So once again, poll question today. You can go answer it any time. Are you hyped up for the XFL, which uh, we'll talk a little XFL today coming up here in hour number three of the program. Uh, But we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Some women's basketball, men's basketball, Hawks baseball. We'll also talk um, some little spring sports action as well. Uh, Hour number two, we got college basketball. We're done uh, with Husker football for a while anyway, or we think we are. Um, And then we got NFL, XFL. Um, My Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. You guys can congratulate me since I helped them out so much. Good job, Sam. Thank Proud you. of you. Thank you. You guys up and up and running over there? Yes, we are. Okay. We're just, we're Congratulations, just, Sam. You know, yeah. I told you congrats, though, you know, when they won. So. I, I did, too. I told you the next, I think it was like the next day, that Monday, we walked in, and I said, and I gave you a big old slap, and I was like, hey, yeah. congrats, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking credit for the win, but. You're not going to. But. But it was probably mostly yeah. You, but right? it was it was mostly me because if I didn't cheer them on through the TV, they wouldn't have won. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Those guys aren't just like not talking today or what. They're asleep over there. I think. Yeah. Yep. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Cricket. All right. So let's move on. Uh, we got some Northeast athletics to talk about here today. Um, the women's basketball team currently twenty three and three. We had a big debate over them last week. Um, they got a big win versus Southeastern. Continue on uh, now a three-game win streak as they beat Southeastern last night, 85-57. Uh, pretty much with ease, never really close throughout the game. They kind of let them back into it um, in the second half, but uh, they just pulled away. Um, and by let them buy into it, instead of a 30-point game, it turned out to be a 28-point game. Uh, I guess a 40-point game, it turned out to be a 28-point game. But a pretty good night for the Hawks. They pretty much dominated, like I said, the whole game. Kyla Moore had a really good night. They had a really good night shooting beyond the arc. It seemed like they were just making threes to start out the game. Um, and, yeah, but uh, I guess, Kelsey, you know, your thoughts after last night's domination win. You know, I was really impressed with last night's win. I knew that they would come out firing on all cylinders, and I knew they'd come away with the W, but what I was impressed with was their shooting behind the arc. I mean, it was incredible. They started off on fire and, I mean, continued that throughout the game. They shot 54.5% from behind the arc, which was actually better from what they shot in the field. So it just goes to show when this team is on, they are on. I mean, you saw Kyla Moore hit. I think she went 3 of 4 last night. Brianna Stoffer went two of three, uh, and then you throw in Beth Modis, who had a fantastic game last yeah, night. Yeah, she went as well. six of nine for behind the three-point line. 
They shot 67% from three in the first quarter, 57% in the second quarter, 40% in the third quarter, and they didn't take a three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they, so that's they they did they shot fifty percent without shooting a three for one quarter. That's pretty good. That's insane. The way they played last night, not only that, but I mean, you look at the inside game too. Haji Usanovich played a pretty good game last night. I mean, she wasn't really needed all that much because they were knocking down so many threes, but uh, she did what she needed to do to get the job done. And I think it's a big time game heading into a big time weekend this Saturday. Yeah, and uh, Southeast has had a problem with the press again, just like always. But, Caleb, you guys, what are you guys' thoughts after last night's win? I think it was a great win. Um, the team shot phenomenally. You know, Kelsey and I were on the call, and I just thought they did amazing. Their defense was just absolutely stifling. I mean, they were just killing it on the defensive end, which led to easy offensive points. So, an easy, good win for Northeast last night. Yeah, I thought uh... – well, I wasn't really able to watch the game, but just seeing it, you know, from the NCN replay, uh, you know, and all that, um, they looked really well. And they were, again, shot the ball extremely well, and, and their defense to me and their intensity was just amazing. Their defense, I think, has always been there. Uh, they didn't turn over the ball that much, only 13, and they forced, forced a lot of turnovers as usual. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, you know, before, you know, in past shows that this team loves to share the basketball. They are so unselfish, uh, you know, 22 assists compared to Southeast 13. It just shows you that, you know, any player can, can, you know, score, score the most, most points. Not, doesn't just have to be just one player, you know, it could be like two or three have 15 plus points. So, uh, that's just one, one takeaway from the game. You're absolutely right, Caleb. I mean, you look at last night's stats and you have four girls that are in double digits, Lorna Maxson right behind them with nine points last night. And then you had a few off the bench here and there, uh, Macy Kalonic with five points. So it's so evenly distributed. Everybody got a little playing time last night, which I thought was good to see, uh, heading into postseason play here is right around the corner. So, you want to get those girls in that don't get a lot of playing time and let them get a few minutes here and there because you never know when that time is going to come and when your name's called, you have to be ready coming off the bench. Yeah, and they did a good job, like you said, and only two players didn't score for them last night. It seems like Northeast is always flirting with, uh, is everyone going to score tonight or or not? But Kelly Kleffner and uh, Jacqueline Schwanebeck didn't score last night. They did it uh, against Little Priest. Everyone was able to score uh, versus them, but they've had a few of those games as well. Um, uh, like I said, you know, another domination night for them. Uh, they played pretty good. I didn't, you know, they, they had some of those girls that didn't, don't play a lot in, in that uh, fourth quarter, and they only put up 13 points. They went through a big scoring drought down the stretch, but, um, you know, just didn't have any starters on the floor. I'm sure that didn't help anything. Um, but, I mean, they had 85 total points and 13 turnovers. Southeast had 57 points and 21 turnovers. At one point, Northeast had like 17 points for every one turnover, which is an absolutely insane. I mean, you're basically leading 17 to nothing before you finally score. And Southeast, every like one and a half points they scored, they committed a turnover. So I'm grateful that uh, Northeast is able to control the basketball a, a little bit better. But um, last night, you know, uh, I guess over the last and now looking at looking back over this last three games, I mean they're on a huge win streak. Um, they won 107-60 versus Little Priest, 82-44 versus North Platte, now 85-57. I mean their margin of victory of those last three games is 37 points, so they've been really dominating so far. Um, and I mean just dominate if you can beat three consecutive teams by almost 30 points or more, except for this last one which was only 28, but 30 points or more that's 
That's pretty insane. That's very impressive. And I think uh, Trevor and I kind of talked about it last night. Moving forward, you really have to focus on staying healthy. I mean, that's kind of what's nice about getting those big-time wins because you can put those girls in the bench uh, into the game and let your starters have a little uh, bit of a rest before they head into big games that are coming up down the stretch. Yeah, and I think so too. Um, I guess you guys can chip in too over there, but uh, you know, like I said, dominance has been the big thing over the last few games, especially because 60 points versus Iowa Western is one of their lower lower point totals on this season. Yeah, and over the last, you know, over that big long winning streak, they were averaging right around you know 80 some points a game, which is pretty good for a women's team. And now. Uh, they they only scored 60 versus Iowa Western, which was able to shut them down a little bit. But now they've came out and they've just dominated. They come out and they just lead from the start to finish, which is what you want coming here in the postseason. Yeah, I mean you look at it and they've only scored below 60 maybe four times this season or so. And they've uh, and they've only been in the 50s a couple of times. Yeah, either. it's nuts how good this team is, and it all comes down to really, in my opinion, is that any girl can step up any night. So it's hard for defenses when they're watching film to say okay, we need to key on, on Kyla Moore, but then you have Beth Modest who goes off for 29 points or Macy Kalonic or Brianna Stoffer. I mean, the list goes on and on. So you can't really, as a defensive team, strategize against that because you never know who is going to have that big night for this Northeast team. Yeah, and uh, like you were saying, Kelsey, you know, it was Beth uh, Modest last night, Kyla Moore some other nights. Uh, we got Macy Kalhanek coming off the bench. Um, it's just anybody and everybody that can come in and, and chip in. But I guess, Caleb, Trevor, what have you guys liked over the last uh, few games? What isn't there to like? I mean, this team is playing amazing. The, I, the thing that I love the most is the bench depth. Any girl, one through eight or one through nine, can score easily, even off the bench. You know, you look at Macy Kohanic, she came off the bench one night, and Kelsey and I, we talked about this the other night as well. Uh, she came off the bench, scored 29 points. So it's not like our bench depth just can't score or they don't do anything well. They they can. They can do anything just as good as the starters, and that's what I think is so good about this team. And, you know, where you have the Kylo Moore, Beth Modis, and all them – they're, those are the scoring threats, but then you have like the lockdown threats, like Jack, uh, Jacqueline Swanbeck. She is an absolute lockdown. She doesn't allow that many points, and there are other there are other girls on that team as well that can play defense really good. And then you look at Amina Hadrusanovic is a really good rebounder. Kyla Moore has that hustle ability to um, get scrappy, kind of like an Asher Scavela, just getting rebounds, um, being the most undersized girl on uh, on the court at most times. So that's what I think is so good about this Northeast team is their bench depth. Yeah, and oh, sorry, Kelsey. Um, I guess one thing is that um, you don't like to say that it's a good thing to lose, but in this case, for me, after they lost, it looks like they, they kind of had a, a little more extra juice, you know, just a little more extra motivation. I think that loss to Iowa Austin really helped this team, and just like you said, Sam, winning by 40, 30 points, I mean, these last three games – They've been they've been phenomenal defensively and offensively, and just like Trevor pointed out, the depth on this team is tremendous. Yeah, and you just take a look. It just seems like when they come out in the first half, it's pedal to the metal, and they kind of let off in the in the third and fourth quarter just because they're up by so much already. But I mean, they put up 50 points in the first half 
in their last three games, which is absolutely nuts. They put up over 100 points against Little Priest. They got to, and now they've been in the 80 mark the last couple of times. They're still undefeated at home, but when they come out at right after the tip and they just run down the floor, you know, usually teams will walk up the ball for the first possession, but they're instantly running. You can tell they're putting the pedal to the metal and they're not letting up for anything. And you know, Trevor and I kind of talked about that last night. They do let up a little bit at the end, but they're still, I was using the word resilient last night because they just continue to keep pushing the ball. I mean, they were up by 30 at times last night and they were still putting on full court pressure, still getting those steals. Uh, going coast to coast. I mean, everything they can do to win a game, they do it. And that's that's what makes this team so special. They all know where they need to be at every single time. They communicate really well. They all know what their roles are on the team. And if a person's off one night, then another girl goes and picks her up. And they know that. They know that they, their team has their back. Yeah, and they do such a great job. You know, we, we talk about the offensive in the floor and, and the and uh, the press, I mean, press is obviously a part of defense, but just on the defensive end of the floor, I mean, they only allowed 44 points against North Platte, which is which is pretty crazy, um, you know. And they've they've had other little lower point totals this season, and they just dominate on the defensive end of the floor. It's so much fun to watch them play a good pack line defense. I mean, they allowed 38 points uh, one game throughout this year. They beat this way back in November against Iowa Lakes kind of beginning of the season, but 38 points is pretty pretty insane, especially, but um, if you ever just sit there and watch Kyla Moore play defense for three or four possessions, you'll your eyes will go tired because she's just moving around the floor so much, and that's what I love when I was doing color with Lance for that North Platte game. You just sit there and watch her, and she's just so aggressive, and she always knows where her man is at, and she's always got an eye on the ball and an eye on the man. They just play such good pack line defense. It's absolutely insane. They, and, you know, usually teams sometimes have to switch to a 2-3 because you can't guard the other fatigue. people's. But they don't fatigue. They never have to switch to a 2-3. And they can always, um, Matt, they always have a good matchup with the other team. There's never uh, a size, I mean, there's size differential, but you just always think, man, you know, well, Kyla Moore's better than this girl, obviously, because of this and this and this. And so that's what I like. I just like watching them on the defensive end of the floor because um, especially when a team – you know, North Platte was really kind of threatening them with some screens and stuff like that, and they were just, it just was not affecting them at all. Yeah, it's the communication, I think. This team knows each other so well, and then they do con- communicate out there on the court, and you look at it, and they at, or they allow teams less than 60 points a game, and we just got done talking about how they have only scored less than 60 points in four or five games this season. So, I mean, that that in itself just goes to show that their defense is leading to offensive points, and, I mean, if you push – or if you put the pressure on a team, a full-court press, and you get that steal, it leads to pretty easy offensive opportunities, and uh, that's really where Northeast has found most of their success this season. Yeah, and they, they've been creating defense, I mean, offense from the defense, especially with the press as well. Their press is absolutely um, insane. It's just full-court the whole entire time. And, you know, we were talking with Matt Savela, and teams that run the press, they seem to turn the basketball over in transition um, just a little bit more because they're so – up tempo and uh, um, Northeast does have an occasion to do that, but it's it's very slim, and they just do such a great job of once they get the steal. And you know the other thing too I see is like some balls that other teams would just let go out of bounds, even the ones that press. Northeast will go pick them up and throw them back in bounds. They're just so aggressive. They want the basketball in their hands. They want to score, um, which is which is pretty crazy for the for the women's side of the game because especially in the men's side. I mean you hear about that all the time. 
uh, just wanting to score as quick as you can. But here in the men's side, Matt Savela run. I mean, in the women's side, Matt Savela runs that offense, and it's working out for him. Yeah, I mean, they're so dedicated, and you can really tell that this team wants it. They go out there every single game, and they're a hundred miles an hour every single play, and it seems like they never fatigue ever, as you said earlier. And they go after every single loose ball. They're on the floor diving for it, whether it's Kyla Moore, Brianna Stauffer, uh, Macy Kalonic. Every single girl out there is diving for the ball. They're causing jump balls, I mean, tie-ups here and there. But something that we didn't mention from last night's game is how much better they looked as far as passing. I mean, they haven't looked bad throughout the season, but their passes last night were so crisp and just uh, spot on there, threading the needle. And Beth Modest, I don't think she gets enough uh, love for that throughout the season because her passing has been incredible and just the way she uh, controls the offense for this Northeast team and then just sees the court and knows exactly where everybody is I think is very impressive. Yeah, she does such a good job passing, such a such a fancy passer too, especially uh, since she comes to us from Spain. Her and Julia Carbonell, they they love to pass. You can tell they like to pass, but they both can shoot the basketball really well, which is kind of how they play over there in Europe. And uh, they do they do such a good job, add so much to the game because, um, especially with Amina, Amina's so good at um, just recognizing that wherever Beth's at, she could get the basketball. And Amina's been doing such a good job. Um, especially compared to last year where Amina, really the only time she got the ball was on a post-touch now. Anytime Beth drives, Amina knows to follow her because, one, she could get a rebound, or two, get uh, get get a pass to her as well, which Amina has transferred her game so much from this year to last year. There's so many girls that have improved so much. I think Kyla somehow, some way has improved from last year because she was really good last year, and she's even better this year. Especially, I think she's improved so much on the defensive end of the floor creating offense and points for herself um, and then kind of you know dribbling without the ball on screens and stuff like that but looking ahead they got a big game against Marshalltown coming up on Saturday if they win that game they're in sole possession of first place tied with Iowa Western we were talking with coach Savela it comes down to a coin flip now if they can get the win over the weekend um, between them and Iowa Western and that who that's who will decide the number one overall seat which is pretty crazy um, but a, a big, they have to have to take care of business on Saturday and then worry about the 50-50 shot after that. Yeah, and you know, sometimes going into these games can be hard. They played Marshalltown earlier this season and beat them by 50 points, so that's something, I mean, as a team, obviously every girl on that team knows that, so it's kind of hard to go in there and stay level-headed, but that's something that Coach Massavela, I'm sure, has been talking to them about uh, today at practice, tomorrow at practice. He will definitely be stressing that we have to come out and play exactly like they played last night, uh, start off, pedal to the metal, I mean, and just stay that way the entire game. I think they have a very good shot, obviously, against this Marshalltown team, and they should come away with the win, but I think the key in Saturday's game is to stay uh, even-keeled. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they do it. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll get uh, Trevor and Caleb's thoughts over there on uh, Marshalltown game coming up. We'll also give you some game day festivities that we're going to have here on the Hawk Sports Network. Uh, we're kind of going all out for that game, so we'll tell you all about that coming up here in just a little bit. Also, got that poll question still out there. Are you hyped for the XFL? Make sure uh, you go answer that. That's on our Hawks. Uh, that's on the KHWK Facebook page, so make sure you go answer that one as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and Hawk Takes will return here in just a second on 1017 The Nest. Welcome back in our number one of the program here. Hot takes on 1017 The Nest from the KHWK Studios 
here in Norfolk, Nebraska. Sam Noll, Kelsey Bigelow, Caleb Zamora, Trevor Dempster, they're over in the other room. We're also on Facebook Live. And once again, on Facebook, go check out our poll question today. Um, are you hyped for the XFL? We'll talk about it here coming up in hour number three, and we'll get those uh, poll results. But if you got any questions for us as well, you can put them up uh, on our uh, Facebook Live feed. We check that pretty regularly as well. So if you got any questions for us, you can throw out anything at any time, and uh, we'll give you an answer, and uh, we'll pick the brains of I guess you can pick our brains about some stuff if you want to hear uh, us talk about some stuff. But right now we're talking about the women's basketball team. They got a big win last night uh, here, the Northeast women's basketball team. Big win over Southeast Community College, 85-57. Um, they got Marshalltown coming up over the weekend. Got some big stuff going on for that. But first, uh, Caleb, Trevor, your guys' thoughts on this big game coming up over the weekend? It's a big game. This game will decide which the girls should easily have in the bag. I'm not going to, you know, knock on wood, not going to say anything already because – a lot of things can happen, you know, with March around the corner, there is March Madness, so I definitely think that the girls will get the win, but the boys game is going to be a lot tougher, uh, the boys previously lost these guys, so I definitely think that the boys are going to have it in for them, but the girls should easily win this game, and then it will ultimately come down to the coin toss. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, you know, Marshalltown's only 8-16, and 16. I see them being 8-17 and 17 after we're done. Ooh. after we're done with them. so <laughs> Well, we were looking um, at it, and they like average like 21 turnovers a game. So yeah, if, you, not, if you average anywhere close to 20, you're not beating Yeah, them. and our girls, you know how great defensively we are. We're probably going to force 20 to 30 on them. So I was going to say, you know, over, 20 to 30 un over under for how many turnovers them, so, we have. So, over under, we want to place a bet on this. Yeah. Uh, over got, okay. Let's start with it. Let's let's start with a good number. So let's go like twenty five. That we're going to force over, them. Over or under twenty five. I was going to say twenty three. I'm gonna say over or under twenty five. So you just got to choose the over or the under there. Over. Um, under. I'm going over twenty five. I don't know. That's tough. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna go under. I'm switching it. Switching under. it. Going under. I'm so Kelsey's over. Under. I'm gonna say under as well. I'm under. under. All three of us are under. I think it's really, it, Kelsey's it's really hard to go. You know, twenty-five plus. Twenty-five is a lot. I've seen it done before. Why don't we just go with our, do their, their average? So say twenty-one. And they're then say, averaging. I think it's what. What'd you guys say? Okay, so go with their average then. Turnovers, so over or under twenty-one. Their turnovers over. per over. game in conference is twenty point seven. Yeah. Over twenty-one. So, so over. Over. So let's go twenty-one. So over under twenty-one. Over. 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 All of us can choose over there. Yeah. That's why I said See, 25. Why I said, yeah, okay. Cause you, okay. That's understandable, I guess. Um, I'm still saying over with 25. Yeah. So. so Kelsey's the lone wolf. I just yeah. want to say this, but I don't know if you guys got the text. Kelsey changed her Super Bowl pick. I she did. Before the Super Bowl. She did. I saved it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fine. I think I saved it too, actually. Well, we, can, just in case. we can talk about that now we're number two, but I just wanted to remind everybody that of that. <laughs> That's um, okay. And all my Chiefs fans out there, Kelsey did pick the Chiefs on the yeah. sports show. Sam Tristan pride. It was probably Sunday at five fifteen. She texts and she goes, "I'm choosing the 49ers. She said, "Defense, defense, defense wins, wins championships. Defense wins championships." I did say that. That is a direct quote. And for about for about three quarters, four quarters, three quarters. almost three quarters, three quarters, and what you uh, know, a half, three quarters, and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, so three and a half quarters. Yeah, three and a half quarters. She, she was, was correct. <laughs> um, and then Patrick Mahomes was like, hey, I can play quarterback. But we'll talk about that coming up in hour number two. <laughs> Wait, um, <laughs> I could throw the ball? Um, so uh, still talking about the women's team here. We just got done with that. Coming up on Saturday, we'll give you uh, kind of what's going on here on the Hawk Sports Network. We're having uh, a special edition of Off the Script, which is basically Hawk takes but on the TV side. 
Um, and you can check that out. Special edition. It'll start what time? 345? 345. So if you check that out, um, you can check it out here around the around the campus and um, 345. It'll be a Hawks game day show, kind of kind of like college game day a little bit. You can check that out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Kelsey's got a couple of uh, interesting things she did. We got some good interviews with the coaches, um, and then that's gonna lead right up into the into the first game uh, there at five o'clock as the women take on Marshalltown. Um, and me and Kelsey will be on the call for that. Um, and then at halftime of that game, we'll have a halftime report from uh, the two Yahoos over in the other studio. Are you guys ready for that? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Kayla will be our analyst, and I will be the host of the halftime show, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. We were we were trying to decide if Caleb's a better analyst or a host, and me and Kelsey he's decided he's a better analyst. He's definitely a better analyst. But I'm the best. I am the best analyst. Dang right, Trevor. I'm, I'll am i say it. You are the best analyst. Um, I would obviously say that. You're the best analyst on that side of the room. Yeah. No, because Sam and Kelsey are like, eh, maybe. <laughs> They could give me a challenge once or twice a day. Um, maybe. Twice a day. A day. Twice a day. <laughs> um, oh, um, but we'll have halftime reports uh, in between each game as well. And then in between each game, uh, we'll also have another report as well uh, and kind of another pregame show leading up into the men's game. So we're going all out for this Marshalltown game. Make sure you check it out uh, if you can't come to the game at the Cox Activity Center. Um, I want you to come to the game so we can get some fans there, but I also want you to stay at home because – it's going to be a pretty cool uh, it thing is, to watch. It's, it's going to be really awesome. It's it's gonna be really awesome. You can watch the pregame before and then yeah, come to You can game. watch the pregame before and then come. You'll have like four or five minutes to get here. So. I do have to so say also, Sam yeah. and Kelsey did a great job on the 94 feet thing uh, during our college game. So make sure you go watch that also. Yeah, so that the 94 feet thing is the special thing that I was trying not to tell anybody about, but Caleb kind of blurted it out. So It's okay. It's I'll all right. Forgive it. 94 feet <laughs> thing. Uh, we got a couple of good guests from the basketball teams. Uh, to do that with us as well, but let's let's move into the men's <clears throat> basketball team. We'll talk a little about them. They had a game against Southeast last night as well. One hundred, I think it was one hundred and ninety-five, right? One hundred one ninety-six. Uh, they lost last night to Southeast. They came back, um, made a game, but late game management um, just wasn't in the head of uh, the Northeast players. I don't think it's at uh, at just one uh, individual point um, in the game. Uh, but they ended up losing 101-96. That continues their losing streak. I guess what happened last night um, overall? You know, it was actually points in the paint. It was a pretty good game, I would say, minus, like you said, the points in the paint. They got completely uh, crushed. Southeast had underneath. 72 points in the paint. Yes. That's absolutely nuts. compared to like 70, 70% of their points were inside the paint. Yeah, they got completely uh, crushed down low last night, and that's something you cannot afford. 72 to 30 was the points in the paint. And uh, other than that, though, I mean, you take that part away from this game, and Northeast played pretty dang well. I mean, they are playing against a pretty good Southeast team. I mean, they came into the game having four guys averaging double-digit figures, and uh, turns out five guys last night scored double digits. And somebody who really hurt them last night was uh Gakden. he actually came off the bench and still had 21 points so that's something that kind of hurt northeast he shot 8 of 13 from the field but uh looking at just the northeast side of things they shot really well kind of like the women from behind the arc they went uh 18 of 31 so 58 percent from three which is a pretty good statistic there uh end up just coming a little bit short and honestly i think when it came down to it, ben moxis kind of got hurt there at the end which uh, I'm not saying it would have brought them back into the game, but Ben was playing pretty well last night. I mean, he sh- started off shooting five of six from behind the arc, ended up six of 
uh, or five of six from the field, excuse me. And he was like four, three, three of, of four, four. Yeah. Three of four from behind the arc ended up three of seven. But um, overall, I was pretty impressed how they played last night. Just I think Southeast is just the better team. Yeah, and Northeast also had five in double figures last night. Luke Rollman comes off the bench. They kind of needed him to step up pretty big, excuse me, um, as Southeast kind of had a couple of big guys underneath, and he came in and kind of affected them a little bit. I mean, he ended up getting three blocks throughout the night, but he put up a 13-point, made a big time. I thought he made a three, but he didn't. No, it was uh, a long two. It was a long two, um, but he played pretty good last night. I don't know. Down the stretch, though, I mean, Northeast, they, they hit like a couple threes, and then Emmett just tried running it down the floor really super fast and turned it, it over, dribbled it off his foot. And it was like, I that was just bad late game management stuff. Um, uh, yeah, to me, to me, they were like hitting the three really well. So I get what Emmett was trying to do. In I mean, you can get two points really quickly and keep up the two points. But like, if you're hitting the three and you got like a wide open three, why are you trying to? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he was trying to drive. But I'm not Emmett Page, and I'm not saying that I could do any better than him because he did still score 21 points. But and I thought I, the late game management just wasn't. Uh, as good as it could have been. And what really hurt them was right out of halftime. I mean, they were leading heading into the half, and then it seemed like so that they third got down quarter, by twelve or yeah, thirteen. Yeah, that third right quarter there. they just went completely flat. I mean, nothing was falling for them. They're turning the ball over left and right, and that third quarter is what really hurt them and is what decided this game. Yeah, I mean, the first quarter of the second half, I guess you could call it. So the third quarter overall, but yeah, they did kind of. I mean, they only they out they were up fifty two forty eight halftime. They get outscored fifty three forty four. Uh, that'll take you to a loss, but um, they still did a good, I mean, 44 points and, uh, you know, over 40 points in two quarters, almost 45 in, in two halves. That's that's pretty good. If you can score 90 points a game, you'll win a lot of games, and this one's pretty surprising that they didn't pull it out. But I guess your guys' uh, Trevor Caleb, your guys' thoughts on last night's loss. I'll let Caleb speak first because I know that he, he wants to talk about something that you guys have already talked about. Oh, uh, I, I, I guess, you know, I wasn't really there at the game for, for this one, but it seems like, you know, they did shoot a lot better than Southeast, but the only problem they had was defense. Defensively, they stunk, obviously. You know, 72 points in the paint. Uh, that's kind of a large amount of number, according to many people. 72. A large amount of 72, number. 72, you know, to, 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 their, to their 101 points. That's kind of a big deal. And then also... <laughs> Their second chance points, you know, Southeast has 23 to Northeast 6. They're getting and, crushed on the board. Uh, which isn't, you know, our tallest player is, what, 6'4"? So, you know, you, it really sucks that, you know, our tallest player is only 6'4", but you can't, make, you can't make excuses. You have to tr still try and at least get close to, to the rebound. You know, it's 43-36. You know, it, that's pretty close, so I can't really fault them for that, but still... 23 second chance points compared compared to R6, and then again 72 points in the paint. Uh, we just gotta be a lot tougher, you know. I think inside. Side note: Luke Rulman, six nine. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty dang tall compared to six So but, yeah, but we still that proves your point even more. We should have done a lot better on the inside. I mean, Luke Rulman, six nine. Ben Moxness is six six. Got out rebounded. Way I mean, we had the height to match up with them. We just could not box out. We were not positioning ourselves well at all. Northeast, once again, only played seven guys last night. Merrick's didn't get, didn't get in the game, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, but uh, Asher doesn't start uh, again. 
Um, hopefully he'll be able to start. He had an ankle issue. Hopefully his ankle issues worked out. Zach James sounds like he's going to be out the rest of the season from what I've heard uh, with his back, uh, which won't help Northeast. But continue on talking about that injury bug. I mean, we got a few seconds here before we got to go to break. But injury bug has been huge. Um, obviously Ben got hurt last night and that kind of affected him down the stretch. I think the way Ben was shooting his threes, he maybe could have made one or two, but Oyedi Amum hit a couple of big ones down the stretch, but injury bug has hit Northeast like a rock. Yeah, it definitely has. I think that's their biggest issue this, uh, this season so far. I mean, it's hard to compete with teams when you're only playing six or seven guys every single night. Uh, you're going to get fatigue awful quick. Yeah, and it's kind of really been a part of this uh, losing streak that they're on right now because it seems like every game, I mean, a couple of games they were without Emmett because uh, he kind of had an ankle issue, and then you come back, and, you know, it's just tough, and they lost some players over semester. Um, it's just kind of tough, and they've been having a tough time, but only playing seven guys is tough. The I mean, uh, I remember when Jim Beheim did this for a little bit. He didn't have, like, anybody. Everyone was injured, so we only played, like, six or seven guys, and they beat Kelsey's Duke team. Yeah, you'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen every now and then. Um, but uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we'll keep talking about the men's basketball team. Um, we'll talk about uh, their Marshalltown game coming up here over the weekend. It's a must-win for them if they want to uh, possibly host a game of the region tournament. Um, and then we'll talk about uh, uh, looking ahead for them as well and uh, what we think they need to do to get out of the losing streak. That's all still to come here on Hot Takes on 1017 The Nest. Welcome back in our number one of the program, Sam Knoll, Kelsey Bigelow, Trevor Dempster, and Tr Caleb Zamora alongside you here today as uh, our number one here, talking a little Northeast Athletics, uh, talked about the women's basketball team, got a big win last night to continue on uh, with their winning ways. The men uh, came up a little short down the stretch, 101-96, they were able to rally and come back um, but just couldn't able weren't able to walk away with the win last night. They got a big monster game coming up here over the weekend in which they have to win versus Marshalltown if they want to host a game. Marshalltown's only got one conference win, so does Northeast. Northeast came against Iowa Western. Marshalltown's came against Northeast the last time they met up. Kelsey, this is a pretty big game for them. This is a huge game, not only just to like for the postseason aspect of it, but also just to get their wheels turning again. I mean, you look at it, they're on a six-game losing streak right now, and it's going to be tough. I think their main thing right now is they need to have a little confidence heading into this game on Saturday. I, I mean, they can match up against this Marshalltown team. They're not the best team that this Northeast team has faced. So I think as you head into this game, you really have to show how dominant you can be. I think if they start off like they did the last game uh, against Southeast, I think they'll be fine. But what they really need to focus is – uh, that start of the second half and finishing out playing a full four quarters or two full halves. Two full four halves, quarters. four quarters. Yeah, they do need to, and I think they just need a win to get out of the, I mean, obviously you need a win to break a losing streak, but they need a win to get out of this funk that they're in, especially with the injury bug. It's been tough, but Caleb, Trevor, your guys' uh, thoughts on this big game coming up for, for Northeast. The men, this is, a, this is a, they got to win this game. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that they have to win this and, you know, if they don't, I if if I'm not mistaken, if they don't win this game, they don't host, right, for the men's? Yeah, because they'll end up playing Marshalltown in the first round. If everything kind of sticks uh, to the way it's supposed to be, they'll end up playing Marshalltown in the first round, um, and then uh, they will, uh, what was I going to say, and they'll have to go to Marshalltown. Yeah, so... So the answer to your question was that big, long response? Yes. And But the answer is yes. All right. Well, 
so yeah, the men, they have to win this game, and I think that with their lace, with their recent struggles, um, it's going to be hard for them, especially when you don't have the bench depth that Northeast really uses, and I think that's been one of Northeast's downfalls this year is not using everyone on the bench. So I think they got to win this game and use more people. You know, not seeing Merrick's Den the other night um, was a bit strange. You know, as, as Sam said, it's a bit odd that Merrick's didn't get in, but... I think that Northeast really have to utilize their youth on the bench. Yeah, uh, I agree. This is a huge game for uh, Northeast. And I'll say it again, you know, I need a true number two besides, you know, a tr like a true next guy besides Emmett Page. And I thought, think about Ben, but, you know, with that injury, you know, who really knows if he'll be 100%. Going into, I think I think Ben will be back by the, Saturday. Uh, Marshalltown. Yeah, I'm just saying like 100%, you know, yeah. fully go. Um, I, I just need a true number two because there's been some inconsistent play from several players, you know. Sometimes someone will step up and then maybe they, they don't step up the next game. Um, so I just need a number two. A guy behind Emmett just take the load off. And from, you know, against Southeast last night, there were several players who played extremely well. And that's what I hope they'll do against Marshalltown. Yeah, hopefully they can come away uh, with the win. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to do that. It would be a uh, big-time win if they could do it. It'd be first time in a while that they've hosted a playoff game here. They didn't run able to host one last year. I had to go to Marshalltown and ended up uh, falling. And just talking with Coach Anderson, you know, he said, so hard to go on the road in the conference play. We want to win this game so that way we can host. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Once again, uh, Northeast Marshalltown, uh, men and women, coming up 5 p.m., on Saturday, uh, we got the big game day special going on on the Hawk Sports Network. That'll start about 3.45. Watch the pregame. Uh, we got some halftime reports as well. It, it'll be a lot of fun this, this Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. And one other thing to add about this men's game, I think uh, something that could possibly be an advantage for Northeast is the fact that they lost to Marshalltown earlier this year, which obviously a loss is never a good thing. But, I mean, that's just an extra chip on Northeast's shoulder. So, I mean, especially Marshalltown sitting at 5-20 and 20 right now. Northeast does not want to be uh, win number six for them, especially already losing to them once this season. There you go. Insights from the analyst, Kelsey Bigelow. Something like Something that. Something like that. I was hoping Caleb would get a rise out of it, but he didn't. I, I was thinking he would, too. Um, no, 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 because I think you guys are analysts. Pretty good <laughs> analysts. I know. We were just, I was just joshing you, man. Joshing me? I was just joshing you. Joshing me? Um, well, let's move on. Baseball team went on the road last weekend and picked up three huge wins over the number one ranked and preseason favorite Northern Oklahoma College Enid. Enid excuse me. Uh, they were able to beat Enid 10-6, 10-5, Their only loss was 5-4. Uh, and talk with the coach clap, they were up 4-1 to one in that game. Um, but then they got the bases loaded and they were able to kind of uh, take advantage of them right there. But um, from just from talking with Coach Clapp, uh, North, Northern Oklahoma College, you know, wasn't as good as um, they thought they were going to be. They're, they're still pretty young, not saying that that team isn't going to be good um, and couldn't make a run to the to the World Series, but just as not as good as uh, the number one ranking probably would have been. But this weekend, uh, Tanakh was going to be really good, so they're going to have to come out and play. But uh, they defeat the number one team in the country, had some fresh, big freshmen step up. Um, I guess thoughts after a good weekend. You know, I think this is huge. Whether this uh, team was as good as what they thought they were going to be or not, I think it's a big win, big three wins to start off the season strong, especially, I mean, they're still ranked number one regardless if they were as good as what they expected or not. 
just very excited to see how good our baseball team is. Can't wait for it to actually get nice outside so they can have a baseball game or uh, whatever here at Norfolk. But I'm excited for this team this season. Yeah, what do you, uh, K- Trevor Caleb? Your guys' thoughts after after a pretty good weekend for the baseball team? Um, I thought again. I thought last week that they were only going to go two and two. You know, maybe one one get one day they'll win one, next day they'll win one. But they blew my expectations. You know, three three to one, and also only losing the last game five to four. So uh, I think this was a extremely impressive win. I am extremely proud of this baseball team. They kind of blew my expectations out of the water. So, yeah, uh, and I expect them against, you know, Tanakwa to maybe do the exact same thing. Yeah, and just talking with Coach Clapp as well, he said um, he said we were only expecting at least one, maybe two wins, but to go down there and pick up uh, three of four was really nice, and uh, it's a good push for the guys heading in uh, to this next weekend in which they have a pretty – I mean, if you can split with Tanakwa, you'd still remain – in the rankings, I mean, they're taking on so many tough teams to start it out, um, especially taking on the number one team in the country to start it out. You go three and one um, and currently ranked 11th right now. The next ranking will be out towards the end of February. Um, so it'll allow some the a lot of the teams to get some games going. But Trevor, your thoughts after after a good weekend for the baseball team? I'm impressed. This baseball team has showed a lot of improvement. And I, you know, I was with Caleb. They, I was only expecting, you know, two wins out of this weekend. You know, that whole number one thing is can be scary, but obviously it didn't uh, scare Northeast too much. So I'm impressed with Northeast, and I'm very proud that they pulled out good three quality wins over the number one ranked team in the country. Yeah, and a lot of the freshmen stepped up, uh, including Nate Zazita uh, from uh, Sioux City. He notched his first win on the mound, tossing four innings while allowing seven hits, four in runs, struck out th- uh three batters they had a couple of guys up there uh, with five or six strikeouts you know talking with coach clap coach clap he said you know a lot of these guys don't have their breaking balls up and going yet just because it's early in the season so they're just basically throwing fastball changeups and he said it's pretty impressive for them to go out there on the mound and pitch so well um late later in the game i don't know if you, you can kind of tell through the uh um you know, in the box scores, they kind of struggled um, trying to find that uh, next guy to step up and kind of lead him out of the bullpen. Um, kind of allowed a lot of their runs in the later half after those first few innings. So the bullpen, I think, probably has to step up. But they're still, I mean, they still got four months of the season left. So, uh, and hopefully this team can make another return trip out of the uh, NJCAA World Series. It'll be interesting to see, but a big weekend for them uh, coming up here this weekend. They take on Northern Oklahoma College Tanakwa. Uh, the games are live streams, so you can go check out the games as well. They start Saturday at 12 p.m. and 2.30. It's a doubleheader, and then 12 and 2.30 p.m. on Sunday as well. But they play one of the toughest uh, schedules to start out the season. Neosho County is supposed to be really good this year. They were they were uh, pretty. They they were just like Northeast last year. Had a good uh, up and coming season. The Kansas City Kansas supposed to have some good athletes on them as well. But I mean, you look until March. Uh, your first supposable winnable game or uh, non tough team would be Midland JV uh, that they face, and that's March seventh. So one of the toughest schedules to start it out. McCook Community College. Uh, it's supposed to be. They got some guys coming back, so they're supposed to be pretty good this year as well. Um, but uh, first home game for them will be March 7th. You can check that out on the Hawk Sports Network as well. Um, but a big win for them once again. And uh, we can start talking a little bit about the spring as well. You know, we, we've been talking about the spring for 
past couple of weeks now. But uh, the softball team, uh, they don't start their schedule up until February 26th when they go down and take on Central Community College uh, there on, in um, Columbus at 2 and 4 p.m. But they're supposed to have a pretty good season this year. Kelsey? Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, especially coming off of a disappointing season from last year. But last year, their main struggle was just the pitching. I mean, they only had two pitchers out there the entire season, which is hard to get anything going with uh, that much responsibility on just those two individuals. But this year, they have a lot more pitchers. I mean, five or six of them on their lineup. So I'm really expecting a lot of good things out of this team. They have a lot of really athletic girls. And uh, just from talking to a couple of them, they're pretty excited for that first game against Central. So hopefully the weather cooperates. I mean, Central's not not far south. So No, uh-uh. <laughs> They don't. They don't really go down south at all. They do. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time away. Uh, they kind of learned their lesson last year when they scheduled a lot of games early and had to postpone. I mean, the softball team didn't play their first game of the season until like March first, I think and it was last year. And they had to go year. down south yeah. to play them all. And they had to go down south to play them all. But uh, yeah, they went to like Iowa Western and and played them all. So that way, and they made up some games there. Um, but uh, they got a tough schedule, too. I mean, you take a look, some of the toughest teams in the conference. Um, obviously, they'll, they'll take on Iowa Western, who's Division One. But DMAC, uh, I think, finished fourth last year. Um, North Iowa area is going to be good. Iowa Central was up there. Kirkwood uh, is always really good. I mean, they they're gonna they play in a tough conference. But just talking with uh, with Jarrett Mills and Coach Woodhead, um, uh, really at the beginning of the year, he said, you know, we're gonna have a pretty good offensive team. The pitching just gonna step up pretty big. She's gonna have a lot of young pitchers, so we'll see if they'll be able to do it. But uh, sounds like their fall season uh, recap was pretty good as well. They had a pretty good fall, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue talking about some uh, Northeast Spring stuff, maybe uh, move into some college basketball stuff as well. That's all still to come. Once again, go check out our poll question. Um, uh, on the Facebook page, are you hyped up for the XFL? We'll talk about it in hour number three. It's Hot Takes here on 101.7 The Nest. Welcome back in, our number one of the program. Uh, thought Caleb would want to hear Hail Varsity just one more time. I love that song. My favorite song. I love it. Thank you, Sam. We'll get it, we'll get it going in hour number two. I actually forgot to put a bed in, and that's the only one that I grabbed to put it in there, or else or else everything would have been screwed up. But that was that was totally for you, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, welcome back in, hour number one of the program, talking a little Northeast Athletics here in hour number one, as uh, we talked about the women and men's basketball team, they got a big game coming up against Marshalltown, 5 and 7 p.m., you can check it out here on the Hawk Sports Network as well, um, we got a big game day show going on, go check out the poll question as well, brought to you in part by the Early Childhood Club, once again, are you hyped up for the XFL, um, we're kind of... I'd say we're kind of hyped up for it. I know Caleb's hyped up for it. I'm just a little, a little hyped, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm pretty hyped. I'm ready to I'm see hyped. some football. I, I was going to say, I grew, I grew a harder so love to football this year just because the Chiefs were so good. But it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we'll get our thoughts and opinions, and uh, we'll pick our teams, who we, who, who we want to be our favorite teams in the XFL. Uh, that's all still to come. Hour number three, we're still a little bit away. Um, but right now we're just kind of ramping up some Northeast Athletic stuff. Uh, we turn ahead. We're starting to get into some spring sports. Obviously the baseball team got a big series coming up against North Oklahoma College Tanaqua over the weekend um, on the 8th and the 9th. You can check them out. It's doubleheader. Both of them start at 12 p.m. Uh, live streams linked here on uh, Hawks. Uh, 
NortheastHawks.com, so you can go check that out. Um, but uh, talked about the softball team just a second ago. Their season starts February 26th. The Northeast golf team will finally get up and going on March 9th when they head to the Bethany College Spring Invite um, down there in Kansas at Turkey Creek Golf Course. But the golf team's supposed to be really good this year. Um, they had a really great fall, really surprising fall. Uh, it's kind of a sad thing to say, but they surprised us all, really. Yeah, they had a tremendous fall season. I mean, you have a pretty good group of returning sophomores on this golf team, and then you throw in a few good freshmen. And one of them, Grant Sell, already signed to play D1 at Chicago uh, University. So exciting things happening for the golf program here at Northeast and just another thing to add to the successful list of uh, athletics here. Yeah, and it's going to be a successful spring, hopefully, softball team back up and going. Baseball team currently ranked 11th in the country. Uh, softball team hoping to compete uh, in the ICCAC in a tough conference in the ICCAC. Um, but the golf team finished third at the Region XI preview, so it's essentially like the Region tournament, but it just doesn't count. Um, but they finished third, so that's a pretty good showing. Uh, got a lot of guys. Their top five, six guys, really tough. Um, after that, they're going to have to kind of find some help, but I think they'll be able to as well So, um, as they want to make it uh, to the NJCAA National Tournament this year. Turn it over, Rodeo. Kelsey, I, you know a little bit more about Rodeo than I do, um, but uh, yeah, the Rodeo team's got a big, big, big one coming up. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, just the fact that the Rodeo program is here at Northeast and then uh, talking to coach earlier this season, Coach Nelson, he's thrilled for this. I mean, he wants to get Rodeo to be known here at Northeast. He wants everybody to know that we have the program. He wants to start hosting rodeos. He is completely jacked about it, and uh, they had their fall season. They did pretty well. I mean, considering it's their first go-around, everybody kind of getting the feel for everything, but they start back up again in April. So April 3rd is actually their first uh rodeo so that'll be at uh, Brookings South Dakota South Dakota State University and I'm excited for that too I just want to see how this season goes as they try to adapt to new things and uh, learn the way of rodeoing I guess you could say in the college aspect of it because I'm sure going to a rodeo for a college event is a lot different than going to your typical county fair where there's a rodeo going on so a lot is being learned this year and their final uh, rodeo of the fall a lot of them actually PR'd in most of their events so a lot of uh, good outlook for this team. Yeah and it's almost like year number one for for any program or for any new head coach you could call it almost uh, you're just hoping everybody can improve by the end of the year um, and so far they've been, they improved in their uh, fall schedule uh, a lot and we talked a lot about it just how much they improved and how much they were surprised and I think a lot of people of how fast they were coming along but coach Fit Nelson right man for the job he's a really good guy if you ever get a chance to meet him um, but I guess I'm gonna open it, open it up here we got about five minutes but what's your what's been your favorite Northeast athletic moment so far we're almost done with two this years season? but over over the Overall, both over both years I don't know I it's a toss-up this season between the volleyball team and the women's basketball team, just how dominant they have been in uh, both programs. To pick one defining moment I think is kind of hard. I think if the women can host a region championship game here for basketball and win that, I think that would probably be atop my list if they can uh, hold on and do that. Trevor, Caleb? Our favorite moments from any sport? Yeah, from any sport, any time here oh in Northeast. Oh, my gosh. Um... That's that's really also, hard. Also, the women's volleyball team beating Central that first game yeah. this year. That the was first a game big this year. Game. That was they a really good game. Completely dominated them. That was fun. Um, I don't I don't really know. We I mean we watched a lot of great things happen here at Northeast for athletics wise. You know, 
First thing that come to mind is obviously the volleyball team. They've been absolutely phenomenal the past two years, and that that one's tough. You might have to come back to me because I'm not too sure what my favorite moment is. Caleb, you got one? Not really, but I really expect the women's basketball team uh, to me. If they do what I think they're supposed to do, I think that'll be my favorite moment. To me, I think it's women's basketball. That and the baseball team making it to the uh, tournament, I think that was another top of my list. Yeah, probably my favorite moment would just be announcing some of the baseball games last year, but uh, in a close second, I mean, that Central win was really good. When they lost to Iowa Central here at home this year and how much hype was around that game, and Iowa Central was so good, so heavily ranked, they came into Northeast, just blew the doors open and got up 2-0, and they ultimately lost 3-2, but um, I love that game. That was a really good game. Um, Almost called a buzzer beater with Ben. That would have been really cool. Um, shout out to Ben Moxness for missing a three at the buzzer. Um, <laughs> I don't know one, if Ben's ben. listening. Yeah, but thanks, Ben. Could I have my first buzzer beater call and instead Ben uh, messed me up. Um, but just being a part of that baseball team run, just being able to say, hey, I announced a, a few of their games, especially when I was sitting there watching at home during the summer and just hearing people like, where's Northeast from? Like, you know, I, I haven't heard this Drew Smith guy. He's leading every category in the country, and we haven't really even talked about him, didn't even know where he was from, didn't think that team was good. And just watching people um, just – uh, become fans of Northeast overnight as well was was pretty cool over over my time. It's tough. Uh, I'll agree. You know, Trevor's having a tough time. Um, it is tough to pick out one defining moment, especially because all the athletic programs since we've been here have been pretty much uh, like dominating. Yeah, in every Sam, I got one. Well, yeah, what's up? I well, I don't got one. I'm gonna go with. I don't remember what who we were playing, but it was a volleyball game, and we. We went into five sets after going or after we were up 2-0, and then we let them uh, southeastern um, southeastern, and we went into five sets, and then northeast won. So basically, what I'm saying is any five set volleyball matchup that we won, yeah, I, I mean, think that, that is the most exciting. Our, from our freshman year, that one versus Hawkeye. Hawkeye came in nationally ranked. Yep, um, we were nationally ranked, and we beat them um, 3-0, swept them on the home floor, and then. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good, and then the comeback against Kirkwood here at home last year. There's or a lot of good volleyball ones, and then winning a region championship here on the home floor. That was really cool to see um, them do that as well. Basically, any uh, home game for volleyball last year, they went they went undefeated at home last year. So any one of those games could have easily have been on there. Yeah, and and they played the, really well this yeah. year at home yeah. too. Yeah, and they only lost a couple of games. I, I, think I think they year, lost so. one. Maybe. I, two, I thought three, 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 yeah. three. Iowa Central and four, then four. It says four. Yeah, Iowa yeah. Central, Fort Scott, North Dakota State College of Science, and Indian one other Hills. Team. and Indian Hills. But they're all good teams. Indian much. Hills was on the road. Wasn't uh, it? no, the one they lost to him was home. It was. Yep. Hmm. They might have lost to him twice. Mm. Yeah, they lost to him both times, mm. 3-1. Okay. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our number one, our favorite uh, memories here from Northeast. we got your news coming up here in just a second, and then we'll get you back to the program. Once again, stick around. It's Hot Takes here on 101.7 The Nest.